baseball. No crying. And this game's underway. Into the windup of his first offering. Just a bit outside. Here's a drive in a deep left field by Castellanos. It will be a home run. Oh, my Set God. Deep to right field. Way up there. High, oh, high. And look who's coming up. You talk about a roll of the dice. This is it. Here's the payoff pitch. Happy Monday, everybody. Happy Marathon Monday. Welcome in to Payoff Pitch Action Network's MLB betting podcast. It is Marathon Monday, April 17th, 2023. Yep, I come to you from Boston, Red Sox, Angels. By the time you're listening, it's probably already underway. So, BJ Cunningham's here. We're rooting for the under today, correct? Correct. Okay, very good. Otani, Bayo, your pitching matchup. Hopefully, they're still in or the game could be over by the time you listen. Anthony DeBundo is here as well. We're live uh, with Payoff Pitch every Monday, Tuesday, and Friday. We're presented by BetMGM. Please rate, review, subscribe. We are off and running this baseball season. So that's the only day game today, but the marathon. Sox and Angels at 11, and then everything else starts at 640 Eastern and beyond. Let's go to uh, Best Bets to get us started. This was your crew on Friday. You guys gave out a couple uh, plus money underdogs, of course, and those went well. BJ, we'll start with you. What do you like for a best bet on this uh, Monday slate? I like the Blue Jays Astros under eight and a half. You can still find a minus 115 out there or under eight at even money works as well. With the two starting pitchers we have on the mound, I really don't think this total should be sitting at around eight or eight and even eight and a half. Kevin Gosman. Last three three straight seasons now, he's at an expected ERA under 3.6. And last season, and Anthony's going to love this, his stuff plus was 109, which was 12th in Major League Baseball. And his pitching plus was also 109. That was second in Major League Baseball. And the reason why he is so good is because he has one of the most deadly pitches in Major League Baseball. His split finger is outstanding. He threw it 35% of the time last season. It had a stuff plus rating of 116. Posing hitters only had a 170 expected batting average, 200 expected weighted on base average, and it produced a whiff rate of 44%. The Astros last season against right-handed splitters, 151 expected batting average. He'll be facing Christian Javier, who is a dark horse Cy Young candidate. I know Zerillo and Anthony have been touting him uh, for a long time now because he was really, really good last season. You know, 243 or 2.43 expected ERA in 149 innings. That is incredibly impressive. His stuff plus was 116, 116, that was 15th. Pitching plus was 106. He's a heavy fastball usage guy, which is a really dangerous game to play against the Blue Jays. But he only allowed a 180 expected batting average on that fastball last season, and his slider is very, very deadly as well. It produced a 39% whiff rate, and opposing hitters only had a 126 expected batting average against it. Last season, the Astros were the best bullpen in Major League Baseball, while the Blue Jays were sitting around average. Uh, But... With these two starting pitchers on the mound, with both bullpens also being top 10 in pitching plus, uh, I really don't think this total should be sitting around eight and a half or even eight. I only have 2.49 runs projected. So under eight and a half at minus 115 or under eight at even money works as well. All right. Houston, one of the better over teams in baseball to begin the season, 11 and five. Toronto, eight, seven, and one, but perhaps a little overreaction based on the total, based on these two pitchers going today, Gaussman, and we've got um, Javier, Christian Javier. DeBundo, what do you got for a best bet today? Yeah, there's been a weird market discount on Corbin Burns the last couple starts, and I'm going to 
continue to bet on him and expect him to be just fine. Uh, there's nothing in his indicators that make me concerned. So I'm going to take the Milwaukee Brewers first five innings at minus 145 at the Seattle Mariners against Chris Flexen. Some of the pitching projected numbers uh, could get this difference between the two starting pitchers as high as two runs um, in ERA with Burns sitting around two, five projected and, and, Flexen sitting around four, five, nine. That's a huge gap between the two pitchers. And really, Burns has struck out fewer batters in the first three starts of the season, but there's nothing in his underlying numbers that makes me concerned that all of a sudden his stuff has fallen off. His cutter, which is his best pitch, which some hitters have remarked is the best pitch they've faced in all of baseball, is still uh, has a negative run value allowed this year. Uh, a 303 slug, 212 batting average, 299 Woba. So it's still a very good pitch. He just hasn't gotten the same number of strikeouts on it, but the stuff plus on it is just as good. And so I think the sample is just too small, and I'm expecting Burns to to bounce back to be what he normally is. His ERA is sitting at 5-4, but his XERA is at 3-1. Stuff plus still ninth best amongst all starters this year. So I'm not worried about Corbin Burns. Chris Flexen had an encouraging first start, but got absolutely destroyed in his last outing against the Cubs. At Wrigley with the wind blowing out, it was a tough pitching environment, but he gave up uh, eight runs. So it was a very discouraging performance. The stuff plus continues to be bad. His fastball is one of the worst in baseball. He tries to hide it, uh, but he doesn't uh, get away with that because the rest of his stuff is not good enough. So I'm going to lay the juice here on Milwaukee in the first five. I think we're getting a Burns discount. BJ and I were actually recording Wonder Goal last night, and, and I was like, am I crazy here? Why is this only minus 145? Uh, and he agreed, and so I'm going to make that my best bet as well on the Milwaukee Brewers. All right, very good. They're your best bets. We've got a total and a first five play from both of the guys uh, today to start us off. Moving on to, we got two really good series, I think, going on uh, starting t- tonight. And one of them we're, we're going to highlight the Atlanta Braves and the San Diego Padres meet for the second time this season. They met early April, which now we're at mid-April, so it wasn't long ago. Atlanta lost three out of four at home to San Diego. They won their home opener, walk off, and then 5-4, and then a blowout to wrap it up, 4-1 sandwiched in there as well. Money's coming in on the Braves, visiting San Diego tonight. 72% of the bets, 81% of the dollars. Max Fried is on the mound for Atlanta, and Ryan Weathers for San Diego. BJ Cunningham, are we interested in fading the public and riding with the Padres, who have had early season success, against the Braves. The public likes you. That's the only reason that this might fly. How are we going to handle the public? I, I'm passing on this one. I, you know, I project this, you know, at Atlanta minus 132. So I, you know, you need to get way down for me to potentially make a play on either both Atlanta or it needs to really rise up. And the thing about it is, is Max Reed's coming back off into hamstring injury. So we don't know exactly how healthy he is. You know, last season he was in that side. He was in that Cy Young elite category where he was around a 2.8 XCRA. He's, you know, an incredible pitcher. And Ryan Weathers, I don't really know what to make of him so far. He's had two really good starts. He's proved me wrong. I, you know, first time I came on this podcast, we were talking about how horrible his numbers were in AAA. And we're like, why are the Padres even pitching this guy? But he's put up two really, really good starts. I mean, his expected area is sitting around 2.6 through mm-hmm. those two starts. So I don't really know what to make of him right now. Uh, you know, even looking at some of his, you know, his, his stuff plus is not great, but his pitching plus is one Oh three. So he's got good location and he's been, you know, very, very good with all of his pitches. Uh, but yeah, 
I am passing uh, just because there's a lot of unknown with, with Max Freed. And also, I don't really know what to make of Ryan Weathers right now. Freed was covering first base, and that's how he tweaked his uh, hammy for fourth inning of. That's not a good injury for a pitcher. That's where you get all right? your. That's where you get all your explosiveness from. So, and uh, your liability as a defender, possibly. Right, and that's so that's a little concerning. Max Freed on the mound. Debundo Braves have won six in a row. Is the public crazy here going with uh, Freed coming off an injury on the road at San Diego? Yeah, I understand BJ's point about the the worry of the injury with with Freed, but for me, I'm much more concerned about like an arm or a shoulder reaggravation or just not quite being right. The hamstring, like yes, it, it matters for pushing off and and whatnot, but they're not going to put him out there unless it's 100. Uh, percent And the risk there, I think, is lower. Thus, with just like losing velocity or not quite, you know, being right pushing off. Like I, I'm less concerned about that than I am like an arm injury where you just don't really know until you get out there. Like, okay, my arm is not what it should be. I'm down a couple ticks. So I'm not as worried about Max Freed. I'm also impressed by Ryan Weathers who uh, has improved his, uh, his velocity on this fastball. And that's really been the biggest difference between last year and this year. He's up a couple ticks. Um, and that has made what was a very bad fastball into an okay fastball. And he's also added a new slider sweeper. Uh, so the change in the pitch mix has made him a better pitcher. The thing about Atlanta this year and, and all of last year, it was true that Atlanta was worse against left-handed pitching. So in this case, you would say, okay, well, it's a lefty. Well, this year it's a small sample. Atlanta is a top five offense against lefties, but it's driven by a 425 BABIP against left-handed pitchers. So I'm still not really believing in the fact that Atlanta is going to be much better against lefties this year than righties. I still think they're a worse team against left-handed batters. I mentioned weather's being better. I'm expecting free to be fine. I took some under eight and a half about five minutes ago. That's going to be my bet for this one. Uh, I just think it's a little bit too high uh, given uh, the improvements weather's has made and the split advantage for the Padres. Early season, Atlanta, good over team, nine, six, and one to the over. The uh, Padres, eight, nine, same as their overall record early on in the year. Really quick, any... I know we've talked about the Dodgers being liable, not as good as the public thinks. Any concerns? I mean, we talked a lot of San Diego on this podcast before the season started. I know zarello has been on him. Zarello likes him a lot to win the division, has some pennant futures. Any concerns to this start? Either of you have a thought on that with San Diego or is too much time left to even think about that? I certainly do have some concerns in terms of getting to the playoffs and what they look like at that point because the starting pitching uh, doesn't have a true ace. Joe Musgrove uh, is is coming back now. We'll see what he looks like. Blake Snell, you Darvish, you pitched yesterday. He pitched well, but I think the biggest question mark is what are they getting from those guys who have had bouts of inconsistency in their careers? The back end of the rotation with Waka, has, he hasn't been great. So there are definitely some question marks about the pitching, but they have a guy, Fernando Tatis, who's going to come back in a couple of weeks. And once he's back, it's a, it's a very yeah. different lineup with him in it. He's hitting a few home runs in AAA right now. Yeah, he's hitting some Mickey Mouse ballpark home runs yeah, out there in the PCL. Right now. <laughs> if you just hit a fly ball, it leaves the yard. So yeah, he's been good, and uh, he is good. So that will be yeah. a, definitely a boost to this lineup. I mean, they're not getting the production they thought they'd get from Juan Soto. Soto's hitting like 225. Uh, he has not adjusted well to the pitch clock. That's a problem. Like They have a lack of depth in the lineup, too, that could get exposed come – come October, but I still think they're good enough to be there. I don't, I mean, the division race is going to be close though. Tatis 10 for his last 12 with six home runs in three games. Yeah, just a few, just a few. 
And for those curious, at BetMGM, the Padres plus 1,000 to win the World Series. Dodgers plus 650. And the Dodgers are under 500 to, to begin the season. <laughs> yeah. I was nice. <laughs> So, still under 96 and a half, Brendan. Win total. That's right. That was one of your yeah. totals that you gave out this year. And did either of you, real quick, last thought on the NL West, did either of you jump on the Diamondbacks like Zarillo did to make the playoffs? No. Yeah, Zarillo, Zarillo joined my bandwagon. I've been driving the bus. Oh, you have. I apologize. Yeah. No, well, you gave out over, right? Win total yeah. over. And the I joined the playoff train as well. Yeah. I mean, the I whole didn't. NL is really strong. I mean, you look at the Cardinals pitching, it's been a disaster. Uh, the starting pitching, they can't get anybody through six innings except for Montgomery. Uh, the Phillies pitching, have, they've had one start of more than six innings. Nola's velocity's down. That's a concern. Uh, and so these other teams that were supposed to be in that mix for the wild card uh, just don't look uh, thus far. It's very early, as good as we expected. Mm-hmm. Okay. I always like mixing in some futures thoughts. Uh, well, and Arizona, with Davies going down, now they're starting two of the three young guys I really like, and the other one's waiting, knocking on the door, waiting for the next Madison Bumgarner thing. It's like the the, the Grim Reaper standing behind him with the <laughs> with the thing, ready to take out Bumgarner. And then that rotation is very, very good. Yeah. And I think, look, it's notable as well for this particular week with the Mets playing the Dodgers and the Padre, uh, the, the Braves playing the Padres. That, that could be a nice little break here. I mean, Arizona's got to go to St. Louis and the Cardinals were expecting to be better and turn their mediocre start around. Um, but just keep an eye on that. If the D-backs have a good week and two tough series for the Dodgers and Padres respectively. Baseball betting season is here, so get in on the action with the king of sportsbooks. Sign up with BetMGM using bonus code ACTION and get up to $1,000 paid back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Louisiana, Michigan, Mississippi, Nevada, New Jersey, New York, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Puerto Rico, Tennessee, Virginia, Washington, D.C., West Virginia, Wyoming, or Ontario only. Only must be 21 or older to wager, 19 or older in Ontario, new customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from ensuance. Excludes Michigan, disassociated persons. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado, D.C., Kansas, Louisiana, Nevada, Wyoming, or Virginia. 1-800-270-7117 for confidence help in Michigan, 1-800-GAMBLER in Indiana, Maryland, New Jersey, or West Virginia, 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa, 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY in New York, call or text Tennessee red line at 800-889-9789 or call 1-888-777-9696 in Mississippi. In Ontario, if you have questions or concerns about your gambling or someone close to you, please contact Connects Ontario at 1-866-531-2600 to speak to an advisor free of charge. Sports betting is void in Georgia, Hawaii, and Utah, and other states where prohibited. Promotional offers not available in Nevada and New York. Moving on to underdogs of the day. Uh, Where's my dog? Uh Uh-huh, there's my dog. Where's my dog? BJ Cunningham, you you are riding with Rich Hill today. Explain yes, yourself. I am. And I understand that Rich Hill is old. I understand that his first two starts have not gone well. But with he's that being said. about the clock, too. He's bitching about the pitch clock now, too. Yeah, so. of course he is. He's old. Um, 
he was okay with the Red Sox last season. Like he was a 4.08 XERA pitcher. He underperformed. He's going against Kyle Freeland, who has drastically overperformed to start the season. He's due for a ton of negative regression. He was a, over a five XERA pitcher last season. And here's what it comes down to, Brennan, is yes, you could give Kyle Freeland the advantage here in the starting pitching matchup, but the Pirates have been hitting the ball really well this season. Like they're 17th in weighted on base average and 19th in weighted, weighted runs squared plus against left-handed pitching. I know that doesn't sound great, but for a team that was near the bottom all of last season and was dreadful, like that is a significant improvement. And now the Rockies, who were one of the best offenses against left-handed pitching, well, now they're 21st and weighted on base average. I know it's a small sample size, but now they're starting to take a dip. And one important thing to note here is the Pirates bullpen, yes, it has overperformed to start the season because they have a similar XFIP to what Colorado has, but they've had a significantly better stuff plus, significantly better pitching plus rating than the Rockies. And most importantly, this game is going to be played in Coors Field. The Pirates have the lowest home run per nine rate of any bullpen in Major League Baseball this season. So even if you give Freeland an edge over Hill, the offensive matchup is pretty even. The Pirates have advantage in the bullpen. The Pirates are a significantly better defensive team and a significantly better base running team. So, yes, Freeland might be better than Hill, but the Pirates have advantages in almost every other area on the field. So I only project the Rockies at, at minus 109. I know Zerillo only has them at minus 115. So uh, anything plus 123 or better, that'd be my price target on the Pirates does have some value. Pittsburgh, 9-7, and seven, one of the early season surprises. Rich Hill on the bump. BJ's on, mm-hmm. on Team Rich Hill today. Mm-hmm. DeBundo, a series we just discussed briefly, or in terms of it happening, is we haven't discussed an actual angle to the game, but the Dodgers and Mets meet this evening. And are the, are the once again, the Dodgers being uh, slightly overvalued, potentially. Yeah, I think so. Uh, Barry Horace bet this this morning, unfortunately. So it has come down. Uh, the Mets are now down to plus 125. I still like them down to plus 120. Uh, I'm going to take the Mets here. Split advantage for both sides. Mets were a top five offense last season against right-handed pitching. They project similarly this year. Dodgers clearly worse against left-handed pitching uh, in the middle of their lineup. Uh, Will Smith did get the day off yesterday, so I expect Will Smith back in the lineup. So that certainly helps the Dodgers offense, which has not been nearly what it was last season. When it was clearly number one in baseball this year, it's closer to fourth or fifth. That doesn't seem like a lot, but it is a big difference at the margins. David Peterson also had a, a, an increase in his stuff plus this year. Uh, and I know he's not typically a stuff guy, but he has good command, which is important against the Dodgers. These are two lineups who who really don't chase. They're, they're bottom seven in chase rate. May has much more command problems than Peterson. Thus, I'm more worried about May going up against this lineup than I am against Peterson against the Dodgers. I know May has the better stuff. He's the better pitcher, but uh, overall, I'm, if, if when things go wrong for Dustin May, he tends to miss the zone a bunch, and that's got me concerned in this matchup. So I'm going to take the Mets plus one twenty six. All right, let's let's give out some final bets. We can get out of here. And I have a one more for the road. Uh, BJ, you can go first. Anything uh, else you'd like to add? For today? yeah, I mean, I'm with Anthony on the Brewers both full game and uh, for the first five innings. You know, Milwaukee stuff plus in their bullpen has been the best in Major League Baseball this season. So there really hasn't been a huge drop off there from what they were last season. And yeah, it's a this is a crazy price on Corbin Burns. And so, you know, if we're going to just keep taking these discounts until they start pricing him correctly. Uh, I also like Detroit for the first five, uh, minus 105 against Hunter Gaddis. You know, beginning of the season, we're like, how long is Hunter Gaddis actually going to pitch? Is he just going to be a, a two innings in one time through the order and get out of there? He's averaging around four innings per start here. So it looks like Cleveland is letting him go a little bit longer uh, than 
we thought he would. Uh, and I don't really see him as a significantly or even an even pitcher with Eduardo Rodriguez. I know Eduardo Rodriguez had a bad uh, year last year in Detroit, but I mean, he's got significantly better stuff plus and, and Loki and pitching plus stuff than Hunter Gaddis. And also I was looking at this, uh, you know, it's very early in a small sample size, but the guardians were one of the best offensive team or defensive teams in major league baseball last season. They're second to last in defensive run save to begin the season. So maybe they aren't have this huge advantage defensively that they would normally over other teams. So I do project Eduardo Rodriguez at minus 123 for the first five innings. So anything minus 110 or better is good enough for me there. I also like the Cubs A's under eight and a half. Uh, Hayden was, was you're going to have to pronounce his name for me. Was Nesky? Hayden, Hayden Winnett was Nesky. Has had a yes, couple of rough Was Nesky. Has had a a couple of rough starts to begin the season, but he projects out to be a pretty decent starting pitcher on a four five, even maybe a four four starting pitcher. And he's going up against Kyle Mueller, who's also had a rough start, but again, he's projecting to be around a four ERA pitcher. They're playing in Oakland, which is obviously a pitcher's friendly park. Uh, and I think this total is just a little bit too high. I only project 7.7 runs. So under eight and a half in Cubs A's for me, and that'll do it for me. Bundo, take us home. You've also got uh, Blue Jays, Astros under like BJ gave out at the top of the show. Yeah, I mean, the two dudes who I bet to win the Cy Young in the American League, uh, I think uh, I'm going to have the under almost every time they play, especially when it opens eight and a half, down to eight now. I still like it at eight, seven and a half, no longer like it. Uh, Houston, their offense against right-handed pitching, both offenses are in their worst offensive split as well. Just to add to that, I won't go on and on about how good and how much I love both of those two pitchers. So we can keep moving along the train here. I'm going to also take the Cubs with uh, a beat or something under. I'm going to take the Cubs first five. Well, look, Wesneski again, this is my uh, third time backing him. He's gotten rocked on both occasions. His XERA is over 10. I'm not going to give up on him after two bad starts. The stuff is fine. The sweeper is moving. The fastball's uh, still below average, but he hides it decently well normally. And I don't think he'll allow 4.5 homers per nine forever. He had two really brutal pitching environments, right? He pitched at Cincinnati with the wind blowing out to right. And then he pitched at Wrigley with the wind blowing straight out 10, 15 miles an hour. Now he goes to Oakland, a much more favorable pitching environment. So I'm going to take the Cubs in the first five innings at minus 130. And then I like the overs, first five and full game, Arizona and St. Louis. Merrill Kelly is a guy I backed a lot last year. He showed some really interesting stuff gains in the in the spring and then had a really good command all year long. But what you see with some of these journeyman veterans is that they may put together a season where their command is really good and they look sharp and they're able to get by with mediocre stuff. But mm-hmm. what happens is they tend to regress the next season back to kind of what they are. And Merrill Kelly... Uh, much I loved, you know, betting on him last year. He's been a bit of a fade for me this year. Same, you know, similar story to like a Miles Michaelis, who, who's had a similarly big issue in St. Louis, where he had a veteran year where he was good, commanded it well, but the stuff was never really there. It's hard to sustain location year to year, unless you're one of the top guys. So I'm going to fade him. And and Jack Flaherty has walked more batters than than anybody in baseball. Arizona is a lineup that doesn't really chase outside of the zone very often. They were one of the best in the league last year. They're average this year. They're a very patient lineup. And St. Louis played back-to-back extra inning games. Their bullpen is very taxed. They did not get deep starts from Mats or Michaelis in those last two starts against the Pirates, and they had to play extras. A lot of high-stress innings on those high-leverage relievers. Jordan Hicks has looked terrible, uh, and Helsley got used twice. Uh, so there are some real concerns in that bullpen as well. So I like the overs in Arizona and St. Louis. 
Excellent. I wanted to add with Wesneski, Cubs are scoring runs when he starts. 26 mm-hmm. runs in the two starts he's made this year. Two uh Yeah, two I mean the Cubs are two and oh when he starts. So right. you know, he's a he's a winner, even though his ERA is seven point five. 14-9 against Seattle and 12-5 to open the year. So they they like getting up for Wesneski. That's it, everybody. We're done for this Monday show. Thanks to BJ Cunningham, Anthony DeBundo, if they add anything else uh, to their picks uh, that they've got lined up today, their betting cards for today's 12-gamer. Find them in the Action Network app. Download it. It's for free and you can find them and their picks. We are here tomorrow, also on Friday, Monday, Tuesday, Friday, during the season. Thanks for listening to Action Network's MLB betting podcast, which is presented by BetMGM Payoff Pitch. You all have a great Monday, and talk to you again. Look at this crowd on its feet. What a tribute. No one wants to leave. Action Network reminds you, please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you care about has a gambling problem, help is available 24-7 at 1-800-GAMBLER.